Is it significant that no matter the fall of the results, your finals are at the MCG? Oh, I think it's absolutely brilliant for our supporters. You know, they've been starved of, you know, finals footy for a couple of years now. And you know, to have their team back at the MCG where, you know, it's our home and where we love playing, it's, it's great to establish ourselves there. And, and we know the challenge that we have in front of us and no bigger challenge than the Swans next Friday night. Hello and welcome to Attention to Detail, the podcast for D's fans, by D's fans, as we hold on for dear life aboard the rollercoaster ride that is broken for the Melbourne Football Club. This episode is proudly brought to you by our sponsors, Hop Hen Brewing and Valley Electrical Group. My name is Tim and I am joined each and every week, as always, by my co-host, Simo, mate. How are we doing? Finals is almost upon us. It is almost upon us. Three days away from silly season 2.0. I shouldn't say silly season, it's... You know, it's a, it's a nervy season. It's you know, it's where you know where dreams are made of, as some may say. And uh, look, let's let's just hope we're going in the right direction Friday night onwards to uh, to back to back, which would be pretty awesome. Yeah, very very exciting. It's been yeah, it's probably a long wait, a weird weekend without men's footy. <laughs> uh, you know, after after this season so far, it's it's odd having that sort of buy, I guess, and still getting used to that. And and yeah, it was great to see the AFLW get cracking. On yeah, what was a really exciting opening round for them, but yeah, it was still that one thing that sort of yeah you certainly missed. But it was it was nice to have a break. But you kind of given the stakes and everything at large at the moment, <laughs> you almost want it to be here. And as you said, it's it's not far away now, which is exciting. So yeah, tonight it's it's great. We get to sort of delve right into to your to your territory, mate, and spend a good chunk of time on uh, one week at a time and really delve in and preview the huge Friday night clash, which they're looking at about 80,000, which is really exciting at the MCG. Mm-hmm. So, it's, uh, yeah, if, if anything to go by, it's two two teams that are really playing at the top of their game, I would think, at the moment. But it's probably from the outside. It's probably one of the hardest to pick. I think I've sort of heard mm-hmm. a little bit of mixture of tipping in terms of you know who people are seeing as, as favourites to win and... Yeah, it's uh I don't think it's an, an easy one, but let's let's hope for our sake that it's we know the uh D's gonna have a really strong performance there. But before we get into the game, let, let's have a look. Well, first of all, today is a bit of a special day in your family, mate. Is uh who's why is it special? Enlighten it's us special. all. <laughs> well, someone's turned eight and that's that's little Louis, uh the hound of the household or the one that rules the roof. Um <laughs> it's his house, we just live in it. Um but yeah, no, it was his birthday today. Big eight years old, and uh, yeah, very big D's fan, and a much, much uh, loved uh, dog in his household. Anyone that comes over, he just sleeps on you uh, once he's comfortable. <laughs> that is so. No, he's a great pooch, and um, yeah, no, well, it's yeah, it's his day. Happy birthday, Lou! Fantastic. <laughs> All right, well, let's let's kick off a couple of news items quickly because a little bit's transpired since the end of the home and away season. Um, in between there, but. Let's have a look at the twos just quickly. So Casey obviously is in such a dominant uh, position on the uh, on the VFL ladder, finishing on top, uh, only the one loss. Won their qualifying final against Sydney pretty convincingly and, yeah, a couple of big standout performances. Yeah, 100%. I think the biggest one was from Lukey Dunson. He had the 37 and two goals. Um, great to see Tom McDonald back um, from the Liz Frank injury. Obviously, you know, long layoff and, you know, a lot of people saying, you know, what's what are the chances of him coming in this week? I mean, personally, I don't think it's for the right time just because he's trying to get the match fitness back up and and all that jazz. Um, one one player that we've loved on the podcast this year, Jimmy Jordan, um, sore foot. I uh, got stood on against Brisbane as he come on 
um, as a sub, or no, it might have been in the VFL, sorry, because he come on as a sub, I'm pretty sure, really late, and then <clears throat> um, was a VFL, or sorry, played in the VFL and got stood on, and he thought he just had a bit of a sore foot. Turns out, yeah, there's a little fracture in his foot, so he's had gone in for surgery and was looking at about three to four weeks on the sideline, which is so unfortunate considering the position he was in um, on grand final day last year. Yeah, really unfortunate for him. Uh, he's had yeah a, a terrific season and really kind of held down that wing position on his own. And it was only whether there's been a little bit of a niggle as well too, you know, like that knee injury that that could have and probably looked a lot worse than what it was a few rounds back. And sort of ever since that, he hasn't probably quite been the same, but he's been so consistent. And I really feel for him that he's that he's not going to be in action for the Ds in the final series. And yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's extremely disappointing from him. And I know, you know, yeah, personally, I think he'd be, he'd be shattered. Uh, but, you know, he'd be very much thinking of the club first and, and, and hopefully, you know, wanting every success for the club and, and the players. But, yeah, devastating for him, who's been a really solid contributor. And, as you said, a much-loved player of the podcast, but also just a really solid improver as well too. Somebody who's gotten better and better and probably flown under the radar a little bit externally as well too, not within D circles. But, no, that's that's really disappointing to hear. Uh, just quickly on Casey's win as well too. Um you were mentioning before about Weeds. One player that, that sort of hasn't been talked about in the last few weeks is Sam Weedman. 22 disposals on on, on the afternoon as isn't, well. So isn't he's number playing one the number one ruck. Yeah. What was that? Yeah, number one ruck, like yeah. you just said. Number so one ruck in the twos. And it's just like, this is interesting. I mean, they're trying to, are they trying to get him ready for, you know, taking over Dogger, Dogger's role potentially in the future? But no, he's pinched hit all year. And then you've got players like, yeah, Van Royen as well going through there, which mind you, that nice little grab and nice snag as well. So, yeah, I shared it onto Facebook and, gee, I'm excited for him. I mean, it probably won't be this year, but, um, yeah, 2023, we could see the Rue come out. Yeah, I, I definitely think there's been lots and lots of chatter, lots of lots of calling for him, uh, especially late in this season here. But, yeah, I think... Next year would certainly be the year where he gets to uh, gets his opportunities. I think he's had to solid forget. It's only his first year, so he's um Nuts. he's done he's done extremely well, which has been very very good. Uh, yeah, we quickly touched on the AFLWD's grand final rematch. Uh, Melbourne took on the Adelaide Crows, and yeah, Melbourne got the win with eighteen points, which is really impressive as well too. So uh, be a nice little you know a little revenge win there, even though it's similar to what the Melbourne and, and Bulldogs had round one this year uh, in the men's. But, yeah, hopefully that's a sign of things to come for the women as well too. Really excited to see them. And, and yeah, a really important win, um, not only for them, but for the competition in terms of they're starting their seventh season. And now they've got 18 clubs as well too, all participating in the season, which is, yeah, super exciting for that. But uh, any other news, mate? Anything else you can think of? Well, days related, not days related. Yeah. Oh, well, I suppose, well, it's yeah, more AFL. I mean, you, you're saying it's weird. That's been, you know, no week of men's AFL footy. I mean, like, are you a fan of the week off or you, you're very much against it? I, f- I feel like you're against it. I reckon you're, you're not a huge fan of, you know, not seeing the days run out there. Well, I'm, no, I'm not saying much, so much that I'm not a fan of it. I think there's going to be there's always going to be arguments for it all. And I think the integrity of round 23 was always compromised when teams that were up the top were going to rest half their side in order to be prepared for finals, right? So there was always going to be that side of things there. The question that keeps getting brought up is that how 
much benefit is it actually giving to the sides that finish in the top four, which like Melbourne experienced last year, you finished up, you win your qualifying final, you had the week off, you had the qualifying final, and then you had another week off in the prelim. And it ended up being, what, one match in 27 days or something. So sort of really sort of starved of that momentum. And we've seen Collingwood's a great example of how important momentum can be. Bulldogs are a great example in 2016 of how important momentum can be. It begs the question that that is, it's a pretty solid argument. Chris Fagan's been one who's always been outspoken against it or quite strong in his stance. There could be a potential, like you think about Tom Papley is now going to be eligible and, and, you know, it's great. You want the best players to play, but think about a benefit of it. Now he's going to be able to play, um, you know, albeit everything going well, he is, is good to go for Friday night's game. Had there been no buy, he doesn't play against the D's on Friday night. There could be a time, though, where it gets to the grand final and a player gets knocked out in the prelim and misses out because of concussion, because of the protocols, which are there, and it's correct that they should be there. There could be a time where if that happens once or twice, that they might move the buy to before the grand final to sort of cater for something like that. I don't know. Something things are being thrown we, around. We man. went what through that. Think? We we went through that. I mean, we we won the prelim, and then <clears throat> we had the the nervous two week wait before winning the flag last year. That was that was shocking. That the, the I, yeah, that didn't sit well with me. I just wanted to get stuck into it, and then to having a night grand final. That was such a such a nervy wait. Like those two weeks were crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. So what, I, I'm so just I can't what do you believe think? How, what we did. But What's yay or nay? Yeah. Uh, well, I, like I genuinely think it benefits um, the sides finishing fifth or eighth. But I, I reckon what they should do. I mean, if the this, the league does expand, I think what will happen. I mean, this should happen. You have a top ten. You have um, seven seven plays ten, eight play ninth in that week off, um, and then you know then you you get your finalized finals um, with the seventh and eighth position based on those two teams winning. I think that's a good way to go about it. I mean, you get more footy. It's, you know, pretty exciting. It kind of brings back when you, you know, when Essendon dropped out because of obviously the drug scandal and then Carlton come come in and won. Like you, you look at the sides that finish out of the, out of the top eight, finish ninth or tenth. You imagine them coming around and knocking people off, especially Carlton. You think of them, they've like missed out by percentage. They, yeah. you know, they could easily have knocked off the Bulldogs or, you know, or someone like that. Yeah, crazy. I know. I know. It was interesting. So Benny Brown spoke on the radio and just had a bit of a, it was a bit of an insight to what the D's kind of week off looked like. And, you know, for them, it was a few days off, gave their legs a bit of a rest and then, you know, sort of ramped up the training and had a, had a full match simulation on the Saturday, which is very similar to the preparation that happened last year uh, in terms of finals and, and also in that given time, as you were just mentioning before, that same bye period, that time off before the grand final as well too. Now, that obviously pretty worked out pretty well for us last year. So fingers crossed that that same sort of preparation is is heading in the right direction, which is really good. And yeah, I think that given also this week that Casey doesn't play as well too. Like if you were for some reason thinking that you're going to be making you know a couple of changes from the VFL side, which I can't see it really happening. Uh, but like the whole Tom McDonald thing, like the fact that he would have only played one game and then to bring him in Friday night wasn't going to work. But even between then, he's still not going to be able to, even if we lose, for, say, for instance, and we have to play next week, 
he's still only going to have one game under his belt and probably not willing to, to sort of take that risk with him. And yeah, I think at the moment, unless something drastically goes wrong, touch wood, on Friday night with our forwards or injuries, uh, I, I think that that probably stays put. Yeah, and or Jonesy even come out and said it. He said, "Don't tinker with the lineup too much." I mean, the forward line seems to be working all right, especially against Brisbane. Um, well, that just came on, you know, forward half turnovers and the way we set up. I mean, your forward line can function a lot quicker when you've got space and there's no slow entries or anything like that. So, I'm excited. Let's yeah, let's change it let's around. It. I'm excited. Let's. let's uh, it. <laughs> there's all, it's pretty much a, a whole pod, week's podcast on my favorite segment, which is nuts. With a bit of Fugazi linked in with it as well. So it's, let's dive into it, eh? Uh, we're, we're pleased with where we sit. We understand there's going to be some hype around how we're playing, but we also want to just take it, you know, one week at a time. And coaches say that a lot, and, and people, and it's just the reality. You can't look too far ahead. All right, it's here. The very big special week of one week at a time. It's very own segment. We're playing the Swans Friday night, MCG, Blockbuster. Well, any finals games are Blockbuster, but gee, I'm excited to see a lot of red and blue. I mean, you know, there's going to be some Sydney supporters there, but, you know, and look, to be honest, I actually don't mind Sydney. So, I mean, I mean, that's it's a cracking game. It's, to, to me personally, it's number one and two in terms of who I want to win the finals. So, but um, obviously you want to be biased here because, I mean, why would I want Sydney to win? Um <laughs> I've gone off track here to start. I've absolutely butchered it, but let's roll. Let's roll. All right. So last time we played Swans, uh, went down by 10, I believe. Um, I I strongly believe we actually just lost it ourselves. I just think we're going through that lull period. It was the week after Frio. We're in our best um, in that stretch of footy. It'd be really interesting to see the difference. I know Buddy Franklin didn't play. um, So he'll be a huge in coming in. Stevie May didn't play either. Okay, so well, they kind of cancel each other out mm. to a degree. Um, Tom Papley under an injury cloud with a concussion. Um, I believe he will be right to play though. Yeah. Um, I think it's 13 days post. Um, so he'll be right to go. You know, the, the match could be potentially won through the midfield, both strongly contested sides. You know, you got your likes of Parker in there and Chad Warner's big rise. Um, but obviously our midfield, that's going to, you know, come in pretty hot. I think Jack Viney's kind of just nursed. I think, Last game we played against Brisbane, just already to unleash. So, yeah, really looking forward to it. I know Petrarch had a slight calf complaint. I think um, he's he's got his recovery right and he's looked cherry ripe at training. So, very much looking forward to his 150th. Um, so, well under track, the 150 milestone, which would be good to see. Yeah, what, how are you feeling about the game, mate? Yeah, no, extremely excited. Very anxious. I think just want it to be here and very excited to, to be back there uh, at the MCG like it was great to have a couple of weeks, uh, well, the Collingwood game, but then the Carlton game as well and still sort of have those emotions there and then roll on that momentum to the Brisbane game, watching us really be at our best. Now, again, probably the measuring stick in terms of that, it's probably the jury's still out, whether it was how bad Brisbane were as opposed to how good we are. So I think Friday night will we'll really tell and I've got the utmost faith in the boys about how that they're so mentally well prepared. They've been in this situation before. Uh, like they understand what needs to be done. And I think Goody would have that theme, some some sort of theme wrapped up for the week. Like, you know, you have the boys all all channeled up and, and, and lined up. I don't know whether it'll be any more being <laughs> in the chests next? and stuff. But <laughs> I, think, I, I do think back to the last time we played them. So we said no Stevie May 
which was a huge out. Now, Buddy's not there. Now, their tall forward line still gave us trouble last time. And, and you think about Sam Reid, who played the game of his life last time when he played mm-hmm. us. He kicked the three goals. And he had 10 tackles inside, inside 450, uh, like the four contested marks. So his first quarter, he was the difference in that game. Uh, it came down to a free kick towards the end of the fourth quarter to Papley that really kind of iced it. Um, it's been interesting to hear like a couple of media commentators talk about that last time, like Sydney kind of had our number. It was a very close game and Sydney just were able to take their chances. But McDonald, Logan McDonald, Sam Reid, and then Buddy Franklin, they're going to be big tests for our three key backs as well. So you think Petty, May and Lever, they're going to really stretch our backs uh, in terms of their height. And hopefully, yeah, hopefully that we can kind of quell them because they... For the second week in a row after playing Frio, also made us look pretty pretty small in defence as well too. So I think May being back, regardless of whether how you know Buddy's impact or not, May being back just directing traffic, I think is going to be huge presence for that. Uh, what was the other big thing? Oh, scores off turnover. Last time we played them, their pressure was elite. Uh, we gave up 50 points to intercepts, which is huge. We only averaged it around about 30 odd a year. So sorry, 30 odd a game for this year. So. Yeah, like Paddy McCartan. You think Melksham goes to Paddy McCartan to try and take take some of his influence away from the game? Um, you mentioned uh, yeah, Chad Warner. I think Errol Goulden played really well last time we played against him as well too. Dame Ramp is always somebody that's going to be dangerous and sort of really lifts with big moments. And their tackle pressure was massive on us. Like I said, like they highlighted their forward pressure, but they're just pressure all around the ground and they're very well set up behind the ball. But 75 tackles they had last time they played us. And yeah, that, that's something that Melbourne at times this year have looked a little bit brittle when teams do apply that pressure to us. We've we've been fumbling and we've, we've coughed it up. Hence, I don't know, it sounds like I've gone on a bit of a rant there, but I, I was just yeah. looking at the notes <clears> from fine. last time we played them. And um, I think it's it's got to be a big thing now. That's still... A long time ago that's nearly half a season ago but uh, i think there's certainly key things there that they'll be looking at uh in in, in preparation for friday night's game yeah 100 and i think finals footy it's you know it's a real solid contested game pressure game so you know we've got to match their intensity and beat it to be fair i mean to be minus 22 in the tackle count last time around obviously looked like they brought the intensity and we didn't i, I believe we you know we we're just a bit hesitant by, by the looks of the things and you know, well, the stats show that, but contested footy was still won by 14. So I think, you know, if we get on top of that area again, that's going to be huge. Um, you know, getting some ascendancy from Gorney, I think the week off would have helped him big time. Um, so, you know, I mean, you, you say about all this week off stuff, I think just, you know, any little niggles we can flesh out gives uh, Oliver a week to, to you know, to, to rest that hand as well. So, yeah, he's going to be better for it. So really looking forward to it, mate. It's, you know, another key matchup I'm thinking of is, you know, who goes to Isaac Heaney, the All-Australian? He's he's one that's had a, you know, great years. He's one that averages up around the 20 touches, you know, two goal marks. So um, it's not only him, but it's also Papley. You think probably Hibbard goes to Papley. Um, Heaney is probably a, t- is a tough one because it would almost have to be like a, a leader type potentially. Could Trent Rivers or Jaden Hunt potentially could be that type of matchup? Yeah, well, you think Jaden Hunt's past roles over the last few weeks and where he's played really the best footy, uh, you know, well, of this season, working his way back into the side, but he's really had that sort of clampdown role alongside Michael Hibbert as well too. So no doubt he will be deployed on, on one of those and they might use a combination of both. It probably wouldn't be unusual for that to happen there. Uh, yeah, Heaney's a big one, a match winner, probably 
you know, as close as you get to Petrarca in terms of the ilk of player, I think. Very exciting, very explosive, and can really sort of play anywhere. Like, he's a hard-nosed midfielder, but also can move forward. Extremely damaging forward. Very powerful athlete. And, yeah, when he can finish, and sometimes, like track, he can be a bit wayward in front of the sticks. Uh, but when he can finish, he, he can certainly be this sort of player that if you let get off the handle, he's going to have a huge influence on that game and can really kind of, yeah, sway the result in their favour. So we certainly, I'm sure that they've got a plan in place for that as well too. Um, you, you mentioned Gorney um, having the week off and, and hopefully resting. His game last time we played him was absolutely insane. So he had, you know, 23 contested possessions. He did everything that he could to get Melbourne over the line. Um, in that last game that we played him and kicked the three goals one. So, you know, nice and accurate in there and as well being that forward target. And you talked about getting some ascendancy from him. Like, they have to go. Like, it's going to be the starting, the same lineup, aren't they? Like, Gorney at full forward, Dogger in the ruck. Like, that's certainly going to be that. Put, because... put your money on Gorney first goal. <laughs> yeah, not a bad one. Bring back Simo's multi. Um, oh, boy. <laughs> need, to, need to get it there. But... I think the biggest difference from last time, we really butchered it going inside 50. And, and hopefully, hopefully what we want to see is that transition from what we saw against Brisbane and how we saw the forward line moving because it was such a vast difference to where it had been for Carlton and Collingwood and weeks gone by. The space that our forwards were able to lead into, the communication and the delivery inside 50, I think that'll be where it's... Not where it's won and lost, but that'll be the big difference. That we butchered it against Sydney and we we struggled to score as we did in that part of the season. We were having a bit of a lull in that section, mm. but yeah, if we can continue to build upon what we did against Brisbane, uh, then yeah, I think Melbourne has to go in favourites for this. Even though Sydney, you're very wary of them, um, as you mentioned. I think of probably one of those teams that started really hot, fell a little bit. And then have finished the season really strong. But I still think that, you know, pound for pound, Melbourne's got the players to, uh, should have the talent and I think the experience as well, too, to hopefully get over the line. 100%. Now, look, we went, we went to, so we went to the fans to see some key matchups, which we thought was a big one. Um, both defenses, you know, quite, quite big on the intercepts. I feel like, Probably that we're probably the two strongest defense lines probably in the competition, I'd say. Um, probably minus Geelong, I'd say, because I mean, they've got some bloody good interceptors. The McCartan boys, you know, Rampy, um, even their dashing halfbacks like Blakey and also, you know, Jake Lloyd and things. So they, they got a quite solid uh, back six there. So um, we're going to be stacked up against it. But hey, let's uh, let's dive into some uh, some fan some fan responses. Um, first one comes in from Matt Scott. Um, so May and Buddy. Um, is a big one. May has had Buddy the last few times we've played, but Buddy is up and going at the moment. May not so much. Could be the game to get May at the top of his game. Yeah, it, it's going to be you know, it's going to be a pretty cool matchup. I think I think May is going to thrive on it. To be honest, I think I think when when we play against the best, I think our backs you know really set themselves for these. And I think you know the pass has really shown that if they're coming up against some you know some really strong opponents, we. We do tend to stand up in this in this moment, so let's fingers crossed that continues. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It certainly be the big one that I think it'll be. Yeah, at the forefront probably of everyone's mind. And Buddy, who's playing some unbelievable footy at the age that he is, is is continuing to prove his doubters wrong. And yeah, again, he's still got that capability of being able to turn a game on its head. 
know, whether it's, you know, two or three goals, it, it, it can make such a big difference. And finals footy, like he's built for that. He's been there, so, you know, time and time again between his time at Sydney and his time at Hawthorne. And that's that's why they got him to the club. And even if he has been in and out of the side with injuries for the last few years, like this is when you want him cherry ripe. And it's going to be, yeah, pretty mouthwatering, uh, yeah, battle between those two. And and as I like what May said, even though May's maybe last couple of weeks might not have been to his absolute best, he's still looking at uh, still looking at all Australian fullback there, and something that we didn't touch on um, that we missed out on the new segment. We can cover that in a second. Uh, yeah, it's still going to be massive. So. No, no, definitely, definitely looking forward to seeing that battle there. Uh, next one comes in from Super Nintendo Chalmers saying, Milkshake and Paddy McCartan can't afford to have him taking intercept mark after intercept mark. So, yeah, Paddy McCartan, great story uh, in the AFL this year, making his comeback and, and having a real impact for Sydney. Uh, is looking to be rewarded, I think, with a new deal uh, coming soon or it's been signed, I think, already. So, really exciting, but he has. And I, we were just talking about it before, how much that he has thrived in his new position you know as as a backman and and that intercept marker as well too with his brother uh not too far down the field from him so he's certainly somebody we need to make sure that we keep accountable and melksham given his last few weeks of form uh i think will be yeah trying to make him pretty be pretty honest about his position because if mccartan's not respecting melksham we can see what he can do on the scoreboard like if melk is kicking you know multiple goals it's an absolute win. So, um, no, definitely looking forward to seeing that as well too. Is there any, yeah. what about for you, man? Is there any, any other key matchups that you're, that you're really looking uh, forward to? I, I keep thinking about Callum Mills and sort of what he's going to do um, through the midfield. I, I assume he will probably go to, you know, your Petrarca and Oliver's around stoppage. Um, he had the 10 tackles last time. I think Petrarca, oh, sorry, Parker's another one that's going to, you know, look to, to be defensive as well in there and just, just crash and bash and just get yardage going their way and a little bit of chaos footy. Um, I mean, Chad Warner is probably one that's second half of the years. Yeah. Really stood out for me. I th- just think he provides so much run and dash. So I think uh, to be honest, I mean, I'd love for James Arms just to, just, just to get a stranglehold of him or as we saw against Brisbane, Angus Brayshaw, just to, you know, to curb his influence and, you know, to stop that meters gain, um, to really enable our defenders to, you know, get in the right position and intercept. I mean, you, you spoke about McCartan. I mean, we've got Lever who's, you know, just as good as him at intercept. And we saw Lever's intercept game come back against Brisbane. I mean, it's, you know, he's been, I mean, they put, a lot of teams have put in work into him. And why wouldn't you? He's the Australian of last year. He's, you know, he's, he's battled this year, but he's also, you know, he really stood up against Brisbane. And I think he's, you know, he's going to be prime for this final, final series. Definitely. Definitely, that's it. Um, oh, we're getting to players. Any changes for this week? Now, I think the big one, the most obvious one I can think of is is the Bowie-Salem situation. Unfortunately for Bowie, it sort of seems like that, you know, like for like, that's last one in, uh, first one out mm. for Salem. I don't know. Any, yeah, any comments it, on that? It, it's, hard, it's hard to go past that. And I think, I mean, you look at Dunson's form on the weekend, you think, who the hell? Who would he? Who would he take over? I mean, he's had yes, he's had an absolute blind of thirty-seven and two, but I mean, you can't find a spot in that midfield unless no. there's an injury um, or something's really seriously going wrong. But yeah, unfortunately for Dunson, that's a case, and he would have to you know continue in the twos, and you know he's bloody good insurance if he's doing that in the twos. Um, yeah, I think if it, you've hit the nail on the head, I mean, like for like, it, it's not going to tinker with the lineup too much. Salem's you know pretty similar play to Bowie. 
Um, Bowie's a little bit quicker and you know, I'd say probably, oh, actually, I wouldn't say cleaner, but, you know, they're probably, you know, pretty similar. But when one's, one kicks to his right, one kicks to his left. But, um, man, we're hoping to see Salem back to his absolute best too because hopefully, I mean, he had the groin soreness is out then he's had another week off. So you think he's got to be prepped and ready to go as well. So hopefully he can complement our backs um, in that back seven and, yeah, really propel the footy um, to our, especially players like uh, Langdon, et cetera, on the wing. Yeah, no, I think I think that's about all it is. I think it'll remain pretty settled as as you'd like to think so. Get heading into um, heading into the the business end of the year, and no, it's gonna be it's gonna be a massive game. I mean, I'm just excited for finals footy in general. I think just this week, you know, Thursday night, just been back know, at the G, mate, for a finals game. Well, twenty eighteen was the last But time. even just watching the four, you know, like have, watching all the games this weekend is gonna be super exciting as well too. Not only ours, but yeah, it'll be nice when sort of ours is done. And then also can still enjoy to watch, uh, you know, Saturday night's probably going to be a huge game as well too, or Saturday afternoon, sorry, I should say. I wish it was a Saturday night time slot because, uh, yeah, busy on Saturday. So I won't, I won't be able to catch the full game, unfortunately. But, yeah, I mean, who, that's a Which, weird one. I oh, mean, the, I mean, you're talking yeah, about You have to say, who, who would you rather win? I mean, we, I hate both the clubs, but Collingwood, Collingwood Geelong, like it's, it's one of those things. Like, I mean, who would you – yeah, who do you want to win? Like it's – yeah. No. Should we? Should we just? Should we finish up on D's game first, and then game. move on? Sorry, to this? Yeah, All right. I'll so just, let's go margins. Right. Margins. Realistic. Uh, I mean, look. To be honest, I, I say it pretty much most weeks, and it, it, it's. I suppose it's the safe option, but I mean that's the reality. I mean, we're playing good opposition. I mean, I strongly believe our best is going to get the job done, and you know, I believe we're going to bring that, and I reckon us by twenty-five. Oh. Mate, it's going to go 26. So, yeah, pretty close. Ooh. But I think, it, look, it's going to take our best. It's going to take a four-quarter effort. Uh, you know, this game is unforgiving. You can't lie down for a second and and think that everything's okay. Carlton are a prime example of that, to think that, um, you know, 25-point 25, 25 lead at three-quarter time is going to, you know, careful, get you over careful. the line. Careful. <laughs> no, no, but you know what I mean? Like, it's... But when when it's all said and done... This is what they play for. And this is, you know, what we've been building towards. And I think Melbourne, we're one win away from a home preliminary final. And, you know, from our boys to know that and know that the drive to play in front of the fans, and we've heard Gorney speak countlessly. Track's been speaking about it as well too, about that's that tiny little missing factor from last year. As amazing as that was, it's that tiny little thing. Well, maybe not tiny. It's that one factor that, you know, that that little feeling of being homesick away from the fans. And I think just the difference, even for this weekend on Friday night to run out in front of the MCG in front of 80,000, you know, majority will be in the red and blue. That's going to be huge for them as well too. They haven't done that in two years. So I think hopefully rising to the occasion and yeah, D's, D's fucking full. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, well, Simo, that's it. Another week, very exciting week, very exciting episode. Yeah, can't come quick enough, mate. What'd you say? Three days, final season officially kicks off for the AFL. But we were just chatting before, and you try to get it, try to get the conversation going on on, on that path there. But finals, all right. Quick tear around of the other matches. Brisbane, Richmond, who wins? Upper Brisbane. Dusty back. Uh, Shai Bolton had, I oh know he was personally, she was, was going to say there's a, 
bit of speculation, but I reckon I can Richmond win. Yeah. I, I can Richmond so. win in a real tight one, two goals. Yeah, I think they're yeah, they're a little bit worrying. I don't think you'd be wanting to play I them. hate I hate the thought of that because yeah. I mean, well what do they they play the they play the loser of Geelong Collingwood. Yes. Yeah, pretty sure. Pretty sure. So yeah, no, no. It's uh no, I think I think they'll easily get up and that'll that'll kind of spell a lot of questions about Brisbane too. Um, Correct. Unfortunately, their finals record lasts as much as you love fags and everything's done for that club. You can't really chalk it up to overachieving when it's happened year after year now. And yeah, I think there'll be a lot of questions asked if the results fall in that way. Uh, so Friday night, we've already talked about that. Saturday afternoon, Geelong, Collingwood, you asked me who would I rather win? I think from a player's perspective and a club perspective, I think I'd almost rather Collingwood win only because... I think we've talked about this. No, well, see, the players, not so much, I don't hate. And Craig McRae seems to be a likable person. I've, I've enjoyed, even though we've been on the other end of it, I've enjoyed watching this remarkable fairy tale that they've you know, gone through this year so far. Okay, hold with me, because I have the absolute most hatred for Geelong. I cannot stand that I don't care... This, they've been too good for too long. I don't like Chris Scott, mate. If you if, if you you're comparing like two shit teams, I'd much rather. I can't. Colin do it. I, can't oh, no? I can split them. Nah, Colin, uh, that little pest, Jack Inman. I can't stand him. I can't but who's worse, him or Joel Selwood? Jack Inman. Really? Yeah. Yeah, hundred <sighs> percent. Joel Selwood's a bit of history. Too much history. Bit of a coward, but nah, I don't know. Yeah. No, no, yeah, I don't know. Like recent history against Geelong, yes. I mean, obviously the you know the flogging, the hiding they gave us and things, but um, I definitely don't hate Geelong as much as Collingwood. Um, I, I don't like Geelong. Um, how that's how one sweet thing. would it be to watch them fall over at the that's finish true. Line I mean, everyone's like, everyone's saying that. that's true. <laughs> I mean, they got this, they got a they got they a horrible horrible finals record post 20, uh, 2011. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's a it's a really hard game to decide between because I hate both of them. I don't want both. <laughs> I want both of them not to succeed. But like the fact that if you know if we win, they, if Collingwood win, and then we've both got home prelims. I mean, the potential of versing them in the grand final and oh, yeah, I, don't I know. know. It's it's let's let's just see what happens. <laughs> let's see, see what, happens. what happens. Yeah. Night, next game Friday or uh, Saturday night. Sorry, Freo pulled Bulldogs and look, this could be. This could be another <laughs> underdog story. You to say Freo Bulldogs. <laughs> Bulldogs? Oh, yeah, good team. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, underdog. Underdog story. Uh, the dogs like being the underdog. And it's, I mean, yes, it's in Perth, but, you know, Fife out. Um, doggies, you know, riding on a high to, you know, sneak into the top eight. Like, you know, they, they're going to obviously throw everything at Freo. Um, yeah, probably another close game, to be honest. And, look, the doggies... Yeah, they're sniffing. Yeah. It's a bit of a free hit for doggies. I think they've gotten off lightly considering that they've just scraped in. I think if they don't make finals, there should be a lot more noise made about them dropping off from being a grand finalist last year. And, you know, we were speaking to Riggers last week about how impressive it is that probably teams can repeat their on-field performance and how difficult that is. And I think Melbourne probably a little bit unheralded the fact that we've been able to sort of retain how you know, retaining our form very much well. And you look at the two, uh, you look at the two years side by side, wins and losses, they're quite similar. Like, certainly differences, but yeah, 
to see them drop off again, and similar to what happened after their grand final win, is, I would say, a little bit concerning. And I think it's probably flown under the radar a little bit. Frio, yeah, it'll be... I think to have a home final, to finish sixth and have a home final is a huge advantage playing over there. If it rains, if it rains, they're in trouble. Frio's in I trouble. don't like playing in the rain, do no, they? They don't. So, yeah, I, I think the Bulldogs have just been too inconsistent this year. And it's hard I think if they bring their best, yes, they could beat them. But I think Frio, I've, yeah, they made a bit of a meal in the, the game against GWS. Uh, which could have been a little bit concerning. They're very slow starting, but I would hope that they're sharpened up heading into Saturday night, knowing what what's at stake. Yeah. So essentially, what we've got this weekend is four nail biters. We've got we've got four games that look. I mean, it doesn't always happen. I mean, you, you think they're going to be close, and it's just whack. I mean, one team doesn't show up. No, touching wood, that's not us. Um, touching wood, it's either Geelong or Collingwood. I mean. Who knows what's going to happen? Or they beat the living shit out of each other, which would be good to see. <laughs> um, and then a draw, and they're going to play even more footy. I don't yeah. know. But anyway. Who knows? Uh, very exciting weekend of footy coming up. And yeah, can't wait to share it with you, mate. Looking forward to... Uh, first game. Certainly. Um, yeah, well, first game in the seats next to each other, which might sound weird to listeners, but we just we talk enough during the week and stuff. We don't, we don't need to. <laughs> and with you playing footy and me with, you know, a nearly two-year-old, it's, it's, it's very hard to see our schedules line up, but we still manage to make it work in that sense. But no, very, very exciting. And yeah, I'm sure all these fans out there uh, chomping at the bit to get there on Friday night and watch us, yeah, obliterate. No, no nail biter there. <laughs> Let's obliterate the swans. Yeah, it'd be but... nice, nice to get uncomfortably. <laughs> uh, a big thank you to our sponsors, Hop Hen Brewing and Valley Electrical Group. And yeah, make sure that you keep an eye out for our podcast. You can find them on all your favorite podcast platforms. Give us a like, rate, or review. All your feedback helps us, uh, yeah, become a, a better show, which is, uh, yeah, good for us. And I think. I think that's about it, Sim. Nothing else? I think it is. Um, apart from one missing thing, which you might need to share. One missing thing. Oh, is that the most important thing? Always. Oh, most importantly, go the days. Go the days. Days footy. <laughs> <laughs>